1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming up on this episode, I review Titans Season 1, Fast and the Furious 9, The Director's Cut, and my current progress on Knights of the Old Republic 1 for Android. and It's headphones sale. up guys and welcome back to another episode of headphones neil reviews i'm your host as always headphones neil bringing my review for a couple of different items that i've watched during this week so i did another recap or multiple recap episode for this week just because um it's been a busy week at work and i was powering through titans and then it, as it turns out um, Fast 9 or the Fast 9 Director's Cut is available for purchase and streaming so watch that. And then in the middle of all that playing Knights of the Old Republic 1 on Android. So I thought I would catch everybody up in a nice big review. So with that I'm going to start it off with my review of Titans Season 1. Um, so overall, I want to say that the season turned out to be a lot better than I had anticipated. So I had previously seen the first episode and I thought it was okay, but I didn't think anything of it. Um, it didn't really make me want to see the the rest of the season or, in, or see the rest of the season in any particular kind of rush. So. Um, I kind of put it off, and as it turns out, the show is now streaming on HBO Max um, via all three seasons, so I decided i watch the show to see how it holds up, especially since Gotham ended on a high note. So um, with that, um, or continuing in the review, so overall I liked the season, notably because they spend a lot of time on character development and interactions giving backstory, showing how troubled raven is as far as the demons inside her and how she's looking for a family um, starfire and her trying to figure out what's going on why she doesn't remember who she is um, robin trying in the for the race and robin um, trying to make a name for himself away from um, bruce wayne and batman away from gotham so he becomes a detective to do just that and help people, but not in the way that Bruce Wayne taught him. to, And to kind of show people that there's another way, that they don't have to succumb to the darkness. So all of that was very nicely done. Um, and then I did like that they brought in the Jason Todd Robin. And they had a good compare and contrast between the two Robins as far as their characters, personality, how they're... Um, playing or portraying Robin so all in all good stuff there um and I like that they did they held off on bringing in Bratman and Bruce Wayne until the very end of the season as a made as a cliffhanger so um all of that was good um I still haven't quite figured out if the whole dreams or the sequence at the end with um robin and batman where robin kills batman was the dream sequence or it actually happened um because i think batman bruce may show up later in the show i think it was a dream sequence um for raven's dad controlling robin to make him kill him to show that it's possible i guess or to show the ultimate darkness inside batman that now that um, commissioner gordon and alfred are now gone that there's no Um, inhibitor or limitations on Bruce Wayne and Batman to do exactly what he needs to do and um, live to the fullest um, darkness inside of him. So overall the first season made me want to rewatch or to actually watch the second and third seasons and I'm actually now kind of curious why they canceled it after the third season. Um, I'm gonna look into that a little bit more just to um see or get the online vibe at least um to see how or maybe why it was canceled or maybe it was a budgeting thing or lack of interest not enough viewership or anything like that um part of it just feel like it i mean like both shows it has a slow pickup but because it's a lot more it's a lot darker and it doesn't focus on bruce wayne it doesn't focus on batman And it focuses more on Robin not being Robin, but Dick Grayson trying to make his way away from Batman. Then that's kind of why people were turned off to it. Um, Like with Gotham for me, for the most part it was good just because it focused on the GCPT. There were that season, there were the seasons in the middle where it felt like it was in a slump. They kept killing characters and bringing them back in a different form to kind of match what happens in comics, but it felt kind of repetitive until the last two seasons where it actually picked back up again and they progressed the story more than um they were doing so we'll see how that happens here but based on at least the thumbnails on the second season episodes it feels like there are enough characters to make it an interesting show so with that um i'll round it out with i give the show right now about a grade of a b it's good enough it's not bad um or it's not bad by for sure so it does and because it makes me want to continue watching that's why I'm giving it a grade of a B it's not ne- necessarily as perfect as it could be um i don't necessarily want to say that it it should have started with robin leaving um bruce wayne and becoming a detective but that could have also potentially made it a little bit better just because um it's one of those things where it would have been nice to have a little bit more setup to um, know what's going on. So we'll see if they, fig- they do that or they bring more of that up in the rest of the two seasons. Um, notably the second and third season. But at this point, it, if it's one of those things where it's too out of order, then that's probably why it didn't do as well. So that's all there is for this review. So with that, I'm going to jump into my... Um, follow-up review of Fast 9, the director's cut. So as we jump into the review for Fast 9, the director's cut, I actually came across it when I was looking for apps to install on my Android device. And there was a big thing saying that uh, Fast 9 is available. So I was like, all right, let me take a look. And then just poking around, I saw that there's a director's cut, which adds like like five to ten minutes of um extra footage so I was like you know what might as well give that a watch see how the movie holds up outside of the hype of the film and see if I still enjoy it and see if I still had some of the same thoughts as when I first watched the film and overall, I want to say that the, the film was decent. Um, the young character portrayals for Dom and Jacob didn't bother me as much as when I first saw it. Although um, it kept confusing me because the two characters that they had for young Dom and young Jacob felt like they could be inner swapped to the point where I wasn't sure who was who until they brought up their until some other character would bring up their names. So. Um, that was okay. The whole thing about sending, um, Tej and Roman to space in a rocket car, or a car with a rocket attached, but in scuba scuba diving equipment felt really strange and like a jump the shark moment. I mean, of all the jump the shark, or potential jump the shark moments in the films, this one felt like it was the worst out of all of them, so... That stood out and then for some reason the scene between Letty and Mia kind of bothered me to the point where it didn't really sell me that they were connecting on this trip to find Han. It felt like they were acting for the sake of acting. Um, So a lot of it just felt strange and then of course in general the film feels strange because when you don't have Paul Walker in general it's hard to keep it going. Or keep the momentum as if or as when he was in the uh, previous films. So in general, I'd probably give this film, I'd probably still keep the film that I'd of about a B because we finally see more information as far as um, the race or the racetrack where Dom and Jacob's um, dad died, that it was um, Jacob's fault um but i did like the tying together that dom is giving jacob another chance with a 10 second car so all of that was generally good um and then it, it, if you've seen any of the rest of the films aside for the whole from the whole thing with the rocket ship every, the rest of the film was pretty much about on par for the film franchise from the fourth one on so i kind of thought that it was still a kind of enjoyable film um i think in general as far as all the films go um the whole thing relationship with tej and roman is probably my favorite so um for me it's a kind of hard to say anything bad just because i've now at this point i've now grown up with all the films so they're not necessarily the best films by any measure there's In this case, there's less and less, or there's some car racing. They have the whole thing with the magnetism, which I thought was a particularly um, good scene as well. Um, um, I like that they didn't do anything more with the whole plane, um, Jacob's car being picked up by the plane. But then they, of course, take it to the next level by going to space with a car. But um, all in all, I thought it was a decent film. It generally fits with what's going on um so or what's going on in the franchise so i can't really fault them for what they're doing but at this point now it's going to be how does a film hold up in retrospect with um whenever um the next film in the franchise comes out so that's kind of one of those things where all in all the films in the franchise the previous one feels better than the one that just came out so by that measure the first one of course is the best and then it it doesn't necessarily go downhill but they're now focusing on growing the cast list they're spending more and more time on family which isn't a bad thing but it's kind of setting up the next generation over the course of the franchise so there's that and I like that they're acknowledging all the various things that are happening over the course of the film or the course of the films and making sure they fill in all the various story arcs and retroactively filling in what they need to like with um, Han's car explosion in Tokyo. Um, so like I said if all in all I'd probably still give it a grade of a B. I really couldn't tell you which scenes were different um, in the director's cut or which scenes were added because I guess it was more scenes as far as family goes but then it kind of all bleeds together that they're all scenes related to family. So I, so to differentiate between the director's cut and the original film is not too much different. So if you want to save yourself, you know, whatever it was like eight or nine minutes, then go with the theatrical version. But if you don't mind the extra length of the film, or you just want a complete film then definitely go with the director's cut so that's all there is for that particular review so um i will say that once fast 10 or whatever the next uh, version of the film is called i will watch it to be a completionist and because like i said i've grown up with the films but i'm not and i'm anticipating that they're going to continue to do things that are more and more intense and crazy especially dawn and then go even next more next level with the family so um in general that's about all um there is for this particular review so once the next film comes out whenever it's whenever it is whether it's 2022 or 2023 um, that I will, uh, watch the film and review it whenever it comes out. So with that, I'm going to jump into my review of, or uh, provide my status update, status and progress update for Knights of the Old Republic 1 for Android. So with the replay, Play that I'm doing of Knights of the Old Republic 1 on Android, I actually started the playthrough prior to the KOTOR remake trailer and announcement by Sony, Um, just because since I had finished playing um, Doom and Doom 2 and via the mods on Doom, that I figured I would try playing KOTOR with a controller, notably the Razer Akishi for Android, to see if I can play through the game that way, see how it holds up in an RPG format, and generally also play the game in a different way than I have done um, previously. So in general, before, for all the non-main character um, characters, I would do an auto-level up and just use those characters as... um, passive backup to my main character. But for this playthrough, I thought I would um, play the game in a more detailed and granular form where I manually update each character and level them up um, manually and use each character more, or use the characters more as a team rather than you playing just as my main character and then using the other two if my main character goes down or using them passively. So, so far I have completed the planets of Terrace, Dantooine, and Tatooine along with Yavin Station. So now as far as where I'm at in the game, I'm moving on to Kashyyyk and then moving on to Manaan and then Korriban. I think once that happens at some point the Leviathan shows up and then the last level is the unknown planet and the Starforge. But the reason I'm doing it this way is just because I got the main, I got the story arc for um, Mission's brother, Griff, so I was able to finish all of that, um, do have a peaceful resolution with the um, Sand people at their enclave, and all of that. So I was originally gonna go to Kashyyyk and take care of that, and try to um, start the story arc for Bastila and her mom on Tatooine. But then I kind of had a memory that Kashyyyk is a little bit longer of a planet than um, Tatooine. Tatooine is long just because there's a lot of wide open spaces, but it is easier as far easier than Kashyyyk, so I thought I would take care of that, get HK-47. Um, I don't think I really need him for anything else now that I've used him for his translation on- with the Sand People. Um. So basically now that I have the star map for Tatooine, I only really need to go back once I have the tac gland for Griff to round out that story arc and potentially also um, invoke the story arc with Bastila's mom. I think with Jolie Bindo, um, his main story arc is on Manan with his friend in prison, but you don't really need to do much to invoke that as long as he's in your party. Once you're on Manan you pass by that um, area, then that will start. Um, if my memory serves as far as Karth's side quest goes um, with his son on Korriban, I need to have him in the party um, when I am leaving or when i'm going into the manan central city or whatever so i can talk to that person um otherwise i think having t3 m4 on the sith base is important for hacking the computer systems and that sort of stuff um as far as saving Jolie's Jolie bindo's friend i think i always just generally remember that it being a pain to um figure out how to um save him so I'm not really concerned about saving him or not I'm gonna do as much as I can on the light side in order to um do that so make sure I talk to the right people in the hotel I think there's something about it as reading online that's something with the computer system at the republic station so um there's that. I think that really rounds out the bulk of it. I think there's something with Candorus and something about reliving from the past during the Mandalorian Wars. But because it's all side quests, I don't remember them there being much to do... They, they don't really have much to do with the main story arc. Um, I think Candorus' side quest and Karth's side quest. I mean, in general, like I said, they don't have much to do with the overall plot. But theirs are the weirdest and hardest to get, I guess. Um, so I'm not really worried about initiating any of the side quests. So if they happen, they happen. And I will try and at least invoke them like by talking to each of those side characters, taking them where I need to, and, and all of that. But I'm not outwardly looking to um, initiate those side quests. I really mainly just want to make sure I play the game in full with the Kishi to see how it holds up, um, and then also update all the characters manually, so those are the main concerns. Um, but then as it relates to the KOTOR remake, so I don't, didn't see, um, a release date for when the game is gonna come out, so I know, I'm hope or, um, at the moment there should be, um enough time to finish playing the game before it's released so I basically playing the game now is gonna give me another bit of refresher as far as how the, the original game was and then playing the new version of the game, the remake, to see how that compares and contrast if they update the visuals or the storyline, maybe make it a little bit less cheesy or how they, or maybe if they just improve it based on modern graphics and sensibilities to see how that changes it but um going to try and keep an open mind to to do less of a comparison between the original version and the remake but i will do a compare and contrast um just to see how the two are similar and different so um there will be a link in the show notes for or there is a show link in the show notes for the playlist i've set up for this particular gameplay um uh, of KOTOR, um, it should show also show up on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash PatelN01, and I've also set up a, a pinned tweet on the Twitter account at PatelN01, so if you want a quick access to the link, you can find it there. Um, as I upload videos, I try and upload a video approximately every day or so. With about an hour to an hour and a half of gameplay, unless unless there's a little bit less gameplay, but um, in general about the same amount every day. Um, I have completed the Yavin Station... Um, Part where I do need to play with the roadie play Pazak with the roadie and beat him 10 times in order to get the discount. So as I visit as I complete each planet, I'm going to visit him to sell off any product that I don't need to get as much back as possible and then also check out new inventory. So ultimately by the time i'm done with the trend that i can buy some of the rodians more tentative stuff or more testing products that he's been working on so i can get the two higher powered lightsaber crystals um i am working on doing a dual lightsaber um fighting upgrade so i have a lightsaber in each hand so that way i can um i'm all set why by the time i get both crystals and i have um, that ready to go and then I'm going to upgrade them as I go to make sure I have the strongest possible Um I think otherwise I just really need to work on upgrading I guess gear head maybe and implants and that sort of stuff but I'm mostly f- focusing on healing and persuade right now so I can um, have that going and um, take it from there so that's all there is for this particular review so if you have any questions comments feedback um input on playing the game and that sort of stuff you can comment on this post on twitter as i mentioned at patel in zero one if you want an ad free um version of the show or you want bonus content and periodic updates with p- updates with what's going on with the show then you can find me on patreon at patreon.com slash patel but the, and then, of course, the website with all the links and past ep- links to past episodes, subscription links, and all of that good stuff can be found at HeadphonesNail.reviews. But thanks for tuning into this particular episode, and until